my wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary. I'm minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church right here in the beautiful city of Adelaide, or should I say the normally a beautiful city of Adelaide. I'm also your Drive Time host every Tuesday and Wednesday. It's really fantastic uh, to be able to share with you once again. You know, I'd love to have you uh, join with us. Now, look, if you would like to share a positive thought, a, a comment perhaps on one of the issues that we're discussing, or just simply say um, a good-natured hello, uh, you can do that by texting us on our studio text number. In fact, why not actually uh, program this into your phone so that uh, you uh, can be part of our program. Now, of course, that number is 04888 That's one of the easiest uh, numbers that you can uh, uh, can possibly have if you're uh, wanting to remember a number. Uh, now, look, this week uh, we're looking at the theme, uh, Steps to a Dynamic Relationship with Jesus. You know, one of the things I'm so conscious of is that uh, so many Christians uh, get into the, uh, the the routine. They get into a rut, uh, but we're wanting to turn that around. And this week, it steps to a dynamic relationship with Jesus Christ. What does that actually actually mean? That's so core uh, to everything uh, that uh, that is Christian. Now, yesterday, uh, we asked, uh, is growth in Christ even possible? Is it possible? You know, there's, uh, there are some who suggest that it's not actually possible, but I, I think yesterday I really appreciated what, uh, our guys, uh, shared, uh, shared yesterday. I was listening to it on my way, uh, to, uh, an evening, uh, seminar program that I was, uh, I was running and, uh, I felt our guys really nailed it. And I want to say a really big thank you to, uh, uh, to our guys, uh, yesterday, Pastor Will, uh, Mawala, uh, really, uh, presented some, uh, uh, some fantastic, uh, material. Now look, to Today we're going to be asking, um, how do I live for Christ? And now look, this is actually a really key one because, you know, most of us are actually living fairly mundane lives. Uh, but what does it mean? We're not one of the great heroes of, uh, of faith, but what does it mean uh, to actually live a regular day-to-day uh, Christian life? Now today, our, our co-host, we've actually got two co-hosts today. Today our co-host is uh, Pastor Ricardo Schaefer. Now uh, Ricardo ministers to the uh, College Park and to the Wistow Seventh-day Adventist churches. And it's absolutely fantastic to have him uh, back. Really appreciate his, uh, his, imp- his input. Now, uh, Ricardo, welcome aboard. Thank you, Gary. It's a pleasure to be here once again. Uh, Ricardo, look, it really is uh, tremendous to have you on board. Now, look, just one thing I did actually uh, notice, and I'd love to bounce this this particular one off off you. I mean, this Saturday, I noticed that you're sharing a, a seminar at one of your churches entitled Preparing Biblical Sermons, How to Make the Bible Speak. Now, look, why did you, why do you feel that this seminar is so important? Because if uh, I believe that if there will be no Bible, there there should be no preaching. A lot of the times I hear uh, preachers preaching uh, everything else but the Word of God. And I believe that preaching is all about 
allowing the Bible to speak for itself. It's not about what we have to say, but it's about what God has to say. Okay. Look, can you give us a little? Can you give us a little teaser, uh, perhaps? Um, how do you? Make the Bible speak. Now, I know this is putting you on the on the spot just a, <laughs> uh, just a little bit, but, you know, just a little bit of a teaser because this is certainly yeah. a seminar that, hey, I know that uh, uh, many people would uh, would really, really appreciate, and I know I would certainly appreciate yeah. it, but how do you make the Bible speak? Sure. And, and hey, by the way, anyone, any one of our listeners is invited. This is at College Park next Saturday, 3 p.m., Okay, so uh, 3 p.m. Seventh-day Adventist Church. 3 p.m. 3 p.m. this Saturday afternoon at the College Park Seventh-day Adventist Church. What's the address of that uh, that church? 3A Balliol Street. College Park at College Park. That's uh, that's near the Adelaide City City Centre. Uh, that yes. that's fantastic. And uh, look, um, how do you make the Bible speak though? Just one well, point. First of all, we need to uh, we need to understand that uh, a preaching is a spiritual activity, a spiritual event, uh, and therefore we need to pray. We need to stay in tune with God. It's mm. not something that we we you know we speak of our own. God has to speak through us. We need to be touched by the message before we can share it with with uh, a congregation. Yeah. That's the first thing. We need to have a prayer for life. And praying as we prepare the sermon, as we deliver the sermon, right before actually standing up to preach, we should be praying in our minds in silence. Yeah. In silence. Um, but as to how to prepare it, how to make the Bible speak, um, I'm going to be sharing 12 steps. And uh, normally we would think that um, uh, the first thing you would do as you prepare a sermon is the introduction, perhaps. But uh, believe it or not, that's actually one of the last things that that I do when I prepare a sermon. Mm. Um, I Basically, I, I first of all, I go through the passage that I want to preach on, and I read it in, uh, in many different versions, and I go to the original languages as well, okay. just to get a feel of what the passage is saying. Then, and I'm just telling you this in a nutshell, um, I try to find what is the key message, the key idea of that passage. Sometimes I find more than one. And mm-hmm. in that case, I select the one I want to preach on, and I leave the other one or ones for another sermon. Mm-hmm. So once I have the key idea of the passage, then I start building uh, my, my sermon around that key idea. That the key idea is what I want the, the listeners to take home. Okay, after so the sermon. So basically, what we're talking about is that what you're going to be doing is you're going to be teaching uh, those who uh, come along to the seminar how they can really dig into the Word of God, how they can make the Word of God uh, speak personally to themselves, and then uh, as they sh- prepare to share that with with others. Now, uh, to me, I, can I just uh, commend you for doing this, Ricardo? I I, I think this is a uh, this is a huge need, uh, certainly amongst uh, amongst preachers because it's so important to be coming back uh, continually to the to the Word of God. Really appreciate uh, the fact that you're actually doing this. And look, if folk, uh, folk, if you're listening to this and you'd like to come along and hear Ricardo, the College Park Seventh Day Adventist Church here in Adelaide, a three A Balliol. How do you spell that again? B A Balliol. B A L I. Okay, okay. A street at College Park. That's. Uh, thank you so much yeah. for that, Ricardo. Really appreciate. It. Now, look, we also well, have. 
We also have you here in our our studio, Pastor Andrew Leyland. Now, uh, it's fantastic to have uh, Andrew in, uh, in the studio with us. Welcome aboard, Andrew. Thank you, Gary. Good now, to be here. Andrew is uh, a guest over here. He's uh, he's come over to uh, uh, to just look at how uh, our our drive time uh, our team uh, function in uh, in our Adelaide studio. Now, look, one of the things I'm really conscious of is that uh, right around Australia, we're seeing Faith FM studios growing up like mushrooms. I can't believe the number that are actually increasing. <laughs> and one of the really good news um, uh, things that I I notice is, of course, just a few weeks ago we had the western suburbs of sydney uh they came online and uh, just very recently uh, certainly canberra uh, came online but now you're establishing a um a, a studio in canberra now look andrew can you just tell us what is the plan for canberra yeah gary the plan for canberra is to take faith fm to the nation's capital to share the word of God, the gospel of hope of Jesus to everybody in Canberra. We've just opened a brand new studio. It's ready to go. The equipment is in. We just need to learn how to use it. That's uh, why I've come down to Adelaide. Well, I'm not sure how much we can actually teach you, actually, <laughs> Andrew. But uh, look, we want to say a really big shout out uh, to our mates over in Canberra. Uh, really appreciate. I know a few of the uh, uh, the people over there in Canberra. Uh, I've never spent any time in Canberra myself, but uh, uh, it's a wonderful city, our nation's capital. Uh, it's it's a city so similar in many ways here to Adelaide, a big country town, and uh, uh, I, I know the folk over there. You know. I, committed, dedicated, and uh, I'm really looking forward to actually seeing what comes out of Canberra. I think it's going to be something uh, incredibly, uh, incredibly good. Now, look, guys, let's come to our what we call our World Religion News Report. Now, uh, I just uh, just picked up, this came out a couple of days ago, but it was an, an article that uh, set me back uh, just a, a few paces. Now, the article was entitled, Disney-Owned Marvel unveils a gay version of the popular superhero Spider-Man. Now, I read this and I sort of thought, wow, I mean, uh, this was a few few steps backwards. This is what it said. The latest comic book version of the popular Marvel superhero Spider-Man will be homosexual. Marvel Entertainment, which was purchased by the Walt Disney Company for four billion in two thousand nine, was slated to soon introduce Web Weaver, an alternate universe version of Spider Man, in the upcoming edition of Edge of Spider Verse, uh, slated for release in September. The announcement was met with quite a bit of criticism from Marvel fans. Uh, one commentated. Uh, Eric um, uh, uh, condemned the latest um, innovation of Spider-Man as unnecessary. The announcement of Web Weaver comes just weeks after Marvel Entertainment unveiled Escapade, a transgender mutant superhero uh, that uh, Faithwire had previously reported on. All this, too, comes as the Walt Disney Company is increasingly uh, interested in elevating LGB storylines, particularly in content geared towards children. The latest example of this is Disney Pixar's Lightyear, a spin-off based on the character Buzz Lightyear from the Toy Story saga. 
in the film, which hasn't performed well at the box office, there's a kiss between two women romantically involved with one another. Scripture is clear, says this uh, article, that uh, God's design for sexuality is that it be enjoyed within the confines of a marriage relationship between a man and a woman. Anything outside of that is sinful. Now, look, I don't want to get into the, you know, the, the, the gay marriage debate. That's not the purpose of, uh, of today's, uh, discussion. But look, I'm just wondering, Andrew, can I just sort of throw to you? I mean, you're a pastor. You've had, uh, decades of experience as a, as a church, a church pastor. Now, you're also a, a father, uh, of, uh, of children. Now, look, do you think, I mean, is this an attempt to condition our kids? certainly looks like it, Gary, to me. Um, and it's no surprise to me when reading this that we're going to have a gay Spider-Man. It's, it's not surprising. It's not new. Um, and it certainly looks like conditioning to me. Okay, okay. Tell me something. Would you give these magazines to, uh, to your children... Uh, to to read. Would you encourage them to read it? I wouldn't encourage them to read it. I wouldn't go out of my way to buy them a copy and give it to them, but I'm also uh, fully aware, conscious that they're going to read this stuff anyway. My children have cell phones. They have access to internet. They're reading this stuff anyway. It's It's happening in schools. It's been taught in schools. It's been in the conversations. My kids are uh, big into things like Snapchat and the talking. These conversations are already happening and they're not new or times even shocking to our children. Okay, yeah. uh, it's not, and, and I accept what you're actually mm. saying there. But look, as a as a parent, I mean, how do you respond to the fact that I mean, for example, your uh, your children um, may not go and buy this down at mm. the local newsagent, uh, but certainly, it's if you like, it's been force fed uh, to uh, to them uh, along their electronic devices. I mean, as a parent, I mean, do you do you attempt to work with your children at all in you know the electronic space? I think we we have to we have to work with them restricting them to me doesn't doesn't work we can restrict our kids a little bit to the access they have but they'll get this information from from somewhere so as a Christian parent I'm a pastor but I'm also a father to two girls I want to teach them what what does the Bible say what does scripture say what does Jesus say? What is our response as, as a Christian family to this? We don't want to condemn or, or be nasty to anybody, but, you know, Scripture is very clear. Scripture is clear what God wants of his people. And mm. if we proclaim to be Jesus followers, what, what is, what is our response to this? So work with the children. Okay. I work okay. with my, work with my children fully. We, we don't hide it. We don't put it away and hope it goes away because it's not going away. Okay. Oh, that, 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 that's a good response. Look, uh, tell me something, Ricardo, uh, what's your feeling? Do you think this is an attempt to, you know, condition our kids? I mean, would you give, you know, I mean, you've got uh, young children as well. Would you allow yes. your children to have, you know, these comics? I mean, how would you respond to it? Well, I, I can see there is an agenda here to brainwash the minds of, of the children with these messages, you know, they're coming all the time. Um, look, um, 
I could force my children to do whatever I want. Yeah. But I don't think that's going to take me too far. Yeah. What I think that my duty as as a father is to to teach my children to make the right decisions. Mhm. And so that takes time. You need to show them what's 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 wrong, what's what's right, and you sort of guide them as they make decisions. You allow them to make mistakes a little bit, and you support them. You encourage them to continue, because you know the reality is that one day I'm not going to be there with my, for my kids. Mm. Do you and think? And if I haven't told them, you know, how to make the good good decisions, then. And I think I I would have played. Do, do you think, Ricardo, that uh, sometimes as parents we're reticent to talk about these tough issues with our kids? Probably. Probably, Andrew. What? what yeah. How would you respond? Yeah, I think we are. We there, there are some things as a parent you dread. That you know they're coming up. Yeah, and you would rather the the school. Um, step in and and teach them yeah. or a grandparent or even my wife would do it. there are some things that we we're not comfortable talking about but as the world becomes more and more complex mm. more layers and layers of complexity for our kids that they're facing they're bombarded with with imagery and noise that w- we never experienced as kids we have to take um, ownership or grab the bull by the horns as we say from the land I'm from and and really, really be there for our kids. As yeah. Ricardo said, we're not always going to be stood next to them. Yeah. So I think it's crucial and important right now that we we don't fear these big, big topics, but we we getting there first. We yeah, there yeah. First. I, I think that's really good advice to actually, as as parents, as grandparents, to be actually able to get in there and talk about yeah. some of these really big, big issues. Please don't, you know, because I, I, I'm so conscious I've actually had people certainly speak to me uh, about uh, uh, issues of uh, what their children are watching, certainly on, on iPhone and uh, mm-hmm. uh, the old days when you could say, look, we're not going to buy that particular magazine because, you know, we're not going to go near the news agent. Okay, we're not. Uh, but the brutal reality is it's available online. And uh, uh, our kids are going to be impacted by this. So we, you know, to be able to teach them from the home front uh, as to what the scriptures are actually saying is is actually so important. And I don't think our children are afraid to have these conversations either. They're a lot more bold and ready for them than perhaps we think. I think you've got an. I think that's a, a brilliant. I think that's a brilliant point. It, it, it's so true, uh, and certainly uh, young people that I've spoken to uh, really would. Uh, I think uh, accept what you've just said. They're incredibly powerful. Look, just one last question: Is there a? Uh, do you think there's a biblical issue here? You know, is there anything the scriptures uh, might uh, might help us out uh, with when we're dealing with uh, with this particular issue? Um, uh, Fabiano, uh, Fabiano, uh, Ricardo, um, Andrew. <laughs> I had the wrong wrong person there. That's uh, that, that's very bad. Script, scriptures. I think that it's an attempt to violate our freedom of choice, with choice, which is a biblical principle. God has given us all freedom of choice. Yeah. Now, if I were to say, um, for example, that I believe I'm a tree, okay, I, I may have the right to say it and believe it, but I don't have the right to force others yeah. to believe that I'm a tree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happening here. Yeah. Yeah. As we respect the decisions of everybody, you know, our, sorry, our choices must be respected as well. Our freedom of choice for everyone. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. No, thank you so much for that, uh, Ricardo. Uh, that is actually so, uh, so incredibly true. Look, guys, let's come to some, uh, some music. Really appreciate the feedback that you've given, uh, to us. This is, uh, Wilder Aikens. I have decided to follow Jesus because this is what it is all about. I have decided. Please, uh, please enjoy, uh, this, uh, uh this song. Adkins and uh, I have decided to follow Jesus. What a beautiful commitment that actually is. You know, there's so many people I've spoken to, the change that that occurs in their life when they decide to follow Jesus is just so powerful. And that's what we're talking about all this week. Uh, this week, uh, where we are talking about that theme, steps to a dynamic uh, relationship with uh, Jesus Christ. Now, look, guys, we do have a, a giveaway book for you today. Now, this book is a real, a real beauty. Now, uh, Andrew, let me just ask you, the book is Steps to Christ. Do you know of this book? It's one of my favorite books, Gary. Tell me about it. The author doesn't just talk about who Jesus was, what he wanted, why he came, what he did. It it takes the reader on a journey to have a personal relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And yeah. that's why it's such a, a, a profoundly beautiful book to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, now, 
You know, Andrew, one of the things that I'm so conscious of is that this is one of those books that I've certainly used for my morning devotional time. This is a, a real devotional book. Now, folks, look, if you want to really build your devotional life, this is a book. This is a full-color edition of the book uh, uh, Steps to Christ. Uh, it takes you through the process. How do I come to Jesus Christ? Will God accept me? Some of the really big questions of the Christian life, they're answered in this particular book. Now guys, look, if you would like your own copy of the book Steps to Christ, the, this is a full color edition. All you need to do is to text us uh, here at uh, our studio. Now, our studio text number is uh, um, 04888880811. And all you need to do is to send us our code. Now, our code this week is uh, SA60 for this particular book. Now, no gap between the SA and the 60, just SA60. And uh, once our uh, robot uh, receives that, um, we we actually call him Pilgrim. They used to call him Faithful, but uh, then uh, they de- they changed his name. So his name's Pilgrim now, uh, he'll come back to you. Uh, he'll ask you just a few questions. Nobody's going to contact you, just a machine is going to ask you a few questions so we can get this book to you in the fastest way possible. So that number again, just text us 04888 80811 and you'll get the full colour devotional edition of Steps to Christ. You'll really love uh, this book and the code is SA60. Uh, so, so please and and thank you so much for those who are already uh, starting to request this uh, uh, this particular book. Uh, now you are listening to uh, Faith FM Drive Time Big Q and A with uh, Pastor Gary, and today our co-host is uh, Pastor Ricardo Schaefer. Now Ricardo ministers to the uh, College Park and the Wistow Seventh Day Adventist Church. These are two really beaut uh, churches, and uh, uh, Ricardo does a fantastic job at uh, at pastoring these uh, these churches. Now we also have with us, uh, Pastor Andrew uh, Leyland, and he's from uh, Faith FM Canberra. He's visiting us down here in uh, Canberra, and it's fantastic to have him, and he's going to be involving himself in the discussion from uh, time to time uh, today. Now, this week we are looking at the theme, Steps to a Dynamic Relationship with Jesus Christ, and today we're simply asking, how do I live for Jesus. Now, uh, you know, one of the chapters, uh, Ricardo, one of the chapters that in the Bible that I really have come to appreciate is Hebrews chapter 11. Now, of course, Hebrews chapter 11 yeah. is known by uh, so many people as being uh, the, the, uh, the chapter of faith. It, it lists the faith heroes. Uh, I love uh, what uh, what that chapter does say. You know, it talks about uh, it talks about Noah and Abraham. It talks about Moses. It, uh, it, it all the patriarchs, and it talks about how they uh, lived and walked by faith. Now, look, uh, these people make to me certainly excellent examples of faith. Um, but you know, I'm really conscious that I'm unlike Noah. I haven't been called to build an ark. Unlike uh, Abraham, I haven't been called to, you know, leave my country by faith. Uh, unlike uh, Moses, uh, who who was called to lead a people, these people did big jobs by faith. But most of us, I'm conscious of, uh, really live probably fairly mundane uh, lives. Now, um, uh, um, um, Ricardo, what I'm wondering about is this: How do I, as a you know, living a a fairly mundane life. How do I live 
for Jesus Christ. How would you respond? Um, we don't have to do great things in order to, to live for Christ. Um, how do I live for Christ? Basically, by spending time with Him and bringing people to Jesus. And uh, like I said, we don't have to do great things in order to accomplish uh, these things. Uh, it's very simple, as, as I will um, share with you from, from the Bible. We really uh, we need to give out of what we receive from Jesus. And that's why I said we need to spend time with Jesus first so that we can bring people to Jesus as we share what we have received. Indeed. Um, in Matthew 10, verse 8, Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give. So the key is spending time with Jesus. Then we will be able to live for him. Mm. Um, as we read the Bible, helping others is what gave joy to Jesus to save the lost, to relieve the suffering uh, was the one great object of, of his entire life. Everything else was secondary. It was his, we can say, his meat and drink to do the will of God and to finish his work. So selfishness had no part in his daily life. Mm, uh, that's... We, Sorry. We find it in also in, in John 4.34 that Jesus said something interesting. This, this is a, a beautiful statement. He said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work, his food. That's how important it was for him. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, isn't it? it? It's a beautiful picture. But uh, to me, Ricardo, the thing that I suppose I'm, you know, I, I, I'm struggling with is, you know, how do I actually do that? Because there's a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, theology, you know, that's, uh, that, that's tied up in, in that particular expression. You know, physically, how do I go about? I mean, uh, I mean, how does it work in your life? You see, uh, it, it is not something that we have to do. It should be basically a result of a relationship with him. Okay. Um, if I spend time with him, I will be blessed in such a way that I will not be able to remain silent. I will want to share what I have experienced with others. Okay, Ricardo, can, so, I, can I just pick you up on that one there? You just mentioned sure. that when you spend you, that you spend time with him, there's going to be a natural result. Can you just tell me, how do you personally spend time with Jesus Christ? Uh, three things, basically. Um, by studying the Bible daily, by yeah. talking to him in prayer, and by sharing Jesus with others. Okay, when 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 do you actually spend time each day? Um, I mean, how do you physically? I mean, do you read a, a book of the Bible? Do you read a uh, you know something a devotional book about the Bible? Uh, I mean, what's what's your personal practice? I I, I like to read uh, different things at the same time, but always the Bible. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, among other books as well. But when I read the Bible, there is a temptation like to, to just say that I read it because I have to prepare sermons every week. But we need to read the Bible just to find out how much God loves us. Mm. Just, you know, with no other intentions, no other agenda, 
And um, I like to read uh, like entire books of the Bible. Mm-hmm. That way I can get a feeling of the context. I can, you know, read it at my own pace. I don't need to read it because I have to prepare a sermon or, or a Bible study. Mm-hmm. So I spend, I, I, I dedicate time to that. And, and before I start reading the Bible, I, I pray and I say to God, look, um, please speak to me mm-hmm. as I read. Tell me what you want to say. When I finish reading the Bible, I pray again and I say, God, I've learned this or this one, this passage wasn't very clear. I hope that can be clarified. So what's happening here is a conversation, believe it or not, because mm-hmm. when, when, when I read the Bible, God gives me, you know, these thoughts, helps me understand what I'm reading. So basically he's talking to me, mm-hmm. not audibly, but as I understand his words, he's speaking to me. And the way I reply is by praying or talking back to him what I've learned, what I understood of what I read. And I can even ask questions as I pray mm-hmm. and hope that he will give me an answer next time I, I read the Bible. So those two things are very important. But then sharing with others what I have learned is just as important. These three things studying the Bible, praying, and sharing Jesus, they are a need for our spiritual life. These are not just options. These are not just gifts of the Spirit. Uh, These are needs that everyone has if you want to stay alive spiritually. So I like to compare studying the Bible with eating, praying with resting or sleeping, and sharing Jesus with exercising. Mm-hmm. Now, for example, you try to live your life just eating and sleeping, no exercise at all. Mm-hmm. You know, very soon you're going to become diabetic or, you know, you're going to get sick. So that is the same when you study the Bible uh, and you pray, but you never share Jesus. You become spiritually fat, in other words. I wonder, right. I, I wonder there, Ricardo, if I can just pick up just something on, on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wonder if I can toss this one to, to Andrew. Look, you know, uh, cause I, I certainly agree with you. No, those, um, uh, those issues that you've raised, um, are certainly absolutely key. And I know in my life, you know, I mean, they are certainly central to everything that I want to, uh, be involved in in my life. But one of the things I'm, uh, that worries me a little is that, um, you know, are we compartmentalizing um, the walk with Christ, uh, when I restrict it to just those, uh, those three, uh, those three things. I, I, I suppose, you know, if I can just come across to Andrew for a moment. Um, Andrew, um, you know, I mean, how essential do you feel those three things that Ricardo has mentioned are? In the Christian life, and secondly, do you think that there's, you know, is there anything additional needed? Because I'm conscious that sometimes, you know, we, you know, okay, I mean, uh, if I've prayed, if I've studied the Bible, uh, if I, uh, if I've, you know, shared my faith with someone for, you know, down the down the road, then uh, you know, I it can almost become, you know, these are three good works that I've, you know, that I've done today. This, you know, uh, you know, I mean, how would you respond? How essential are them? Uh, are they? And are they, you know, have we compartmentalized them uh, too much? 
Yeah, I, I think that for the, for me, I'm a pastor. My whole life is about my ministry, about being a Christian. I everything that I do is is part of my ministry, and I think that that's that's key thing. We can at times say, "I've prayed this morning. I've ticked that box. I've shared Jesus to somebody in the grocery store today. I've ticked that box." We can treat it as as works based, where we've we've done these tasks and now we're good. We're good with God. I think it's it's something more profound than that, something more involved than that. When I look at Hebrews 11, I'm just looking here in front of me, verse 8. You asked the question, Gary, about um, we live fairly mundane lives. Mm-hmm. I think we most of us do. We, I'm a pastor. I'm a father of two. I have my wife. I work. I come home. I spend time. It, it's mundane. We all live a very similar life. Mm. I think Abraham did too, but in verse 8, it says here, By faith Abraham, when he was called by God, obeyed, and he went somewhere else. The difference between Abraham and the other people around him at that time was probably very little. The difference was he was called. God called him, and by faith, which is the... The, the bedrock, the central thing of the Christian faith, he obeyed. Faith and obeying. Mm. People ask me about being a pastor. The only difference between me and somebody else is that God called me. And yeah. when God calls us, do we obey like like Abraham? So I think those things are important. But what's um, more important is that a Christian walk, the song you played, I've decided to follow Jesus. I've decided to follow Jesus in all of my life, in mm. all of my walk, in every conversation, whether it's in the grocery store, at the gym, or whether it's in church. It's all about Jesus and only Jesus. My whole existence is for him. And, of course, prayer, sharing, and studying is is all part of that too. That's a really challenging uh, thing that you actually said because, uh, you know, one of the things I'm really conscious of, and uh, Ricardo, I'd love to actually uh, get your, your feedback on this one. Uh, one of the things I'm, I'm conscious of is that um, uh, that means that, uh, for example, uh, if, uh, I mean, Philippians chapter 2 talks about let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. Um, you know, I mean, what does that actually mean? I mean, for example, you know, I'm going to watch a Saturday night movie. Um, I mean, how does it apply to that end uh, of uh, of my life? Uh, uh, Ricardo, do you think it does apply at all? Of course. Of course. And when, when the Bible says, let this mind, the mind of Jesus be in you, it means that we should imitate him. And um, as, as we read the Bible, we see that um, Jesus went through uh, different towns, different villages, preaching, teaching, and healing, he was always reaching out as well as, um, you know, caring for the physical needs and the spiritual needs of everyone. If mm-hmm. we spend time with Jesus, the natural result of that relationship will be that we will do the same thing that Jesus did. Mm-hmm. It should not be treated as a checklist, as Andrew was saying, uh, but it should come up naturally in our lives as a result of, of this relationship. Um, uh, for example, you, you're all familiar with um, John the Baptist and how he was preaching in the desert and he had his own disciples. And it's interesting to see how uh, the reaction of these disciples when they met Jesus. Uh, let me just read it here in John uh, chapter 1, 35 and 37, 237 says, 
Again the next day, John, John the Baptist, stood with two of his disciples. And looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Okay, here we have two disciples of John now following Jesus. Mm -hmm. Now uh, verses 40 to 42 say this. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was, was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah. And he brought him to Jesus. What was the first reaction of Andrew when he found the Messiah? To bring someone else to Jesus. In this case, his brother. Yeah. Now it's interesting, you know, Andrew brings Peter. Now if you read verses 43 and 44, it says this. The following day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee, and he found Philip and said to him, follow me. Verse 44, now Philip was from Bethsaida the city of Andrew and Peter. And this is an interesting piece of information because Bethsaida was a very small town. Mm -hmm. And it says that Andrew and Peter were from Bethsaida. When you live in a small town, you, you get to know everyone. Mm. And so you can tell, you know, if, if you read between the lines, that Andrew and Peter were already talking to Philip so that when Jesus called him, he was ready to, to accept him. Yeah. Yeah. And in the same way, Philip did not remain silent. If, if you keep reading the story, you know, Philip found Nathaniel and so mm -hmm. forth. So this is a, a natural reaction. When you find Jesus, when you spend time with him, no one will have to tell you, you need to share Jesus. Yeah. No, it, it's going to be a natural reaction. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Now, I really appreciate what you're actually saying there. Um, uh, because, uh, Ricardo, because, uh, uh, to me, I, I'm so conscious that, um, uh, you know, there seem to be two dangers when we're talking about this issue of growth. One is the, you know, the checklist, uh, um, uh, problem where we turn around and we say, Hey, look, you know, I mean, okay, if I've, you know, if I've, if I've prayed in the morning, if I've uh, had the, uh, you know, if I've studied into the word, if I've, you know, shared with, uh, with somebody, uh, through the, uh, through the week, then check, check, check. I'm, uh, I'm done. Yeah. You know, that's, so that's one thing. The other uh, error uh, is actually to say, "Hey, look, you know um, that uh, nothing is actually going to happen in my in my life." You know, one of the things I'm really conscious of is that uh, whenever I see a person come to Jesus Christ, the thing that I see happen is that change does take place. Now, uh, to me, it's, this is uh, this is not a uh, a forced change. This is something that uh, uh, where, where to me, I see the wonderful moving of the Holy Spirit taking place because you know it's a wonderful thing to me I, I'm amazed the way as a church pastor I'll uh, I'll see per, a person walk into the church for the very first time and uh, uh, then uh, the second time and the third time and and after a couple of months a change is starting to take place in their uh, in their lives uh, all of a sudden they're wanting to get involved in uh, for example the uh, the ministry of you know the adram or the uh, you know the helping uh, ministry. Uh, they're wanting to uh, invite a friend along uh, to church. Uh, they're wanting. They're starting to speak. Uh, they come to, for example, uh, prayer meeting on, uh, on Wednesday night. You know, there are changes that start to take place in their life. And uh, to me, as I look at this, I sort of say, "Hey, the Holy Spirit has a powerful impact. It changes."
changes life. It changes the way people think. But look, guys, let's uh, come to a mm. uh, come to a break. And Ricardo, when we come back, I'd love you to actually uh, come if we possibly can. You know, how does the how does the Holy Spirit? You know, where does the Holy Spirit fit uh, in this this whole subject of uh, living for Christ? Um, so, look. If, if I can just challenge you with that, uh, when we come back, we'll, we'll dig into, uh, into that. Uh, let's, uh, let's come to, uh, some more music. This is Anthem Lights and, uh, this is, uh, the Invitation Medley and, uh, I, I love this song, uh, Turn Your Eyes, uh, Upon Jesus. What an incredible Turn message your it really eyes is. Upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim In the light of His glory and grace To Jesus I surrender all To Him I freely give I will ever love and trust Him in his presence daily Anthem Lights and uh, the song was The Invitation Medley with Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Beautiful. A beautiful uh, song. Now look guys, don't please don't forget we do have a giveaway book today. Now this book is one that I really would recommend to you. I have used it many times myself for my own devotional uh, time. Steps to Christ. This is the colour uh, full colour uh, edition with glossy pages. You'll really appreciate this book. This is a devotional book. This is something that you, uh, if you want to build your Christian life, uh, I challenge you to read just uh, a few uh, pages a day. Uh, look up the texts that are in there, and I guarantee you that you'll be drawn closer uh, to to Jesus Christ. Now, look, if you'd like your own copy of the uh, full colour uh, glossy page edition of Steps to Christ, uh, all you need to do is to text us here. Our uh, drive time number. 
is 0488 808 11. And the code you need to send to us is SA60. No gap between the SA and the 60. Uh, our, uh, uh, our good robot uh, pilgrim, uh, he can't recognize that he's not a very smart robot. We've uh, tried to improve him, but uh, he doesn't want to be improved. SA60 with no gaps. And uh, he'll come back to you. And uh, he will uh, get the information that we need to get this uh, book to you in the fastest possible way. Uh, 0488 And the code is SA60. Now you are listening to uh, Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary and today our co-host is uh, Ricardo Schaefer and Ricardo ministers to the College Park and the Wistow Seventh-day Adventist Churches and we've also got with us Pastor Andrew Leyland and uh, he comes from Faith FM Canberra and he's uh, visiting here in uh, Adelaide and it is fantastic uh, to have him uh, on board and uh, and sharing uh, with us. And Now uh, this week we are looking at the theme steps to a dynamic relationship with Jesus Christ and today we're asking how do I live uh, for Jesus Christ now uh, I'm really conscious um, uh, Ricardo we've uh, got probably um, uh, six or seven uh, minutes before we have to wrap it all together um, is there anything that you would um, you would add to what you've already said basically uh, it's all about spending time with Jesus everything else is a result really yeah, yeah. Um, you asked if uh, what about the Holy Spirit? What does the Holy Spirit um, have to do in all of this? Well, the answer to me is a lot. Without the Holy Spirit, we we could do nothing. Yeah. And um, the Bible says in Matthew 28, the Great Commission, right? Verses 19 to 20. Yeah. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Mm. teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Now, these were words said by Jesus. Mm. And after he said that, shortly after, he went back to heaven. So how is he going to be with us always? And the answer is through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, in Revelation twenty-two seventeen, this is a beautiful verse. It says this, and the spirit and the bride say, "Come." Mm. Mm. The spirit is obviously the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Who's the bride? Well, we are the bride, God's people, His church. Notice that it says that the spirit and the bride say, "Come." We're not just left on our own to fulfill the mission of inviting people to come to Jesus. The Bible says that when we speak, the Spirit also speaks. In other words, we speak to the ears, and the Holy Spirit speaks to the heart. Mm. But we're not alone, and that we need to remember every day. We're not alone. We're not speaking by ourselves. Mm. Now, someone may come and say, well, but I don't know how to give a Bible study. I don't know. You know, I haven't. God, God didn't give me any talents. But um, in the parable of the talents, Everyone received at least one talent. And um, the one who received five and the one who received two talents, they, when, the, when the master came back from his long journey, this is in Matthew 25, for those who are listening, um, they had gained twice as much. But he who received one talent, the Bible says in verses 24 and 20, 27, 
Matthew 25. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you, I knew um, you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Mm. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. Mm. Even if, uh, the way I understand this is that even if we feel that we don't have enough talent, the little things that we can do uh, are important to God. You know, and, for example, and, uh, okay. keep, keep going. Sorry, oh, I'll simply say this: if if I don't know how to give a Bible study, I can invite people to Bible studies where someone else is giving Bible studies. This is what this this would be the same as, as depositing that money in, with the bankers. Mm. You know, mm. I can I don't know how to invest that money, but I can go and take it to the bank at least. So that it creates interest. Yeah, yeah. Ricardo, I really appreciate what you're actually saying there. It actually links in uh, very closely to something that we were talking about here during the uh, during the break, Andrew. Uh, and I'm conscious that uh, the thing that uh, uh, we were certainly talking about is um, the way that we often underestimate uh, some of the what we might look at as lesser uh, gifts. Do you just want to build on what, what, what you were sharing during the break? Yeah, Ricardo's right. The Holy Spirit, when we come to Jesus, we're empowered and filled by the Holy Spirit. Christ gave us that gift of the Holy Spirit when he returned to, to, to heaven. When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, and um, John 3, 3, unless you're born again, you can't see the kingdom. The kingdom makes no sense to you. You're filled with that spirit. Yeah. And just like Joseph, Moses, I'm reading from Hebrews 11 here, uh, Jacob, um, Isaac, and all the way back to Noah and Abraham, ordinary people, mm. but once filled with the Holy Spirit, these ordinary people did extraordinary things. And as you talk, Gary, I've seen it myself as a pastor. People come to our churches, new Christians, filled with enthusiasm and energy, and they wanted to get more of Jesus. And by week two, week three, week four, they can't get enough of Jesus and the Spirit works in them and they're filled and then I look at what they do and they do the most incredible things. All of these people in Hebrews 11, all the 12 disciples, they were ordinary people. Some of them uneducated, some of them poor, some of them hadn't got a clue what they were doing, even through to almost the end. You think of Thomas, yeah, doubted his yeah. whole way through. Peter, on fire, then backed off. On fire, backed off. Yeah, They were ordinary people, but when filled with the Spirit, when walking close to Jesus, when they had that dynamic relationship with Jesus, these ordinary people were did, able to do did extraordinary, extraordinary things. things. Yeah. Changed the world, turned it upside down. Yeah. No, that's so so powerful what you're actually sharing there. I mean, I, I actually remember one time in, in my ministry, I, uh, I went, one of my church members said to me, Pastor, you've got to go and visit this particular gentleman. Well, I went to visit him, mm. and uh, uh, it turned out on that particular day, uh, he was actually... Uh, 
high um, on uh, on drugs, and uh, I could uh, I could smell him smoking it as he came. He was on on marijuana on that particular occasion, and uh, he, when I was talking to him, he made no sense mm. at all. And I gave up, and I packed up, and I went home, and I rang up my church member. I tell them that I told them the experience, and uh, well, I I have to admit I didn't go back and visit this person any mm. any longer. My church member, however, uh, didn't actually give up, yeah. and uh, you know. To to me, I well remember the very next time I saw uh, this uh, this fellow. I walked into the church and there was a music group singing up the uh, up the front, and uh, and I did one of those things that you do a double take, you know, mm. who who is that? And I remembered this this fellow singing up the front with an amazing voice, and it was actually uh, this mm. this particular guy. And uh, uh, basically, he had an, a wonderful music ministry, and through mm. the the love and the acceptance of one of our church members, he actually found and. Uh, came came to Christ, and I had the privilege of baptizing him. Mm. And uh, I, I have to admit, to me, that was an incredible and amazing uh, lesson in my life. But look, I'm, I'm just wondering. Yeah. We, we do need to actually finish because our time is uh, uh, is all almost up. Uh, I'm just wondering, uh, Ricardo, how would you feel about uh, uh, praying? Uh, because I'm really conscious there may be some people out here who might be really struggling. Um, in their Christian life right yes, now. I, I just pray that the Holy Spirit might descend on them if uh, that is their desire. Can you possibly pray for us? Of course. And I feel like reading one verse and praying about it. Please do. Claiming this promise. First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Hmm. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the privilege of calling us to serve you in different ways. We don't have to be a pastor to serve you. You've given us all different talents to work as a team, as a family, um, for the, for the, uh, for expanding the, the message from, from heaven. And so I pray, Lord, that you may, um, touch our hearts, the heart of all of us, of our listeners, to uh, impress us, uh, give us um, assurance that you are calling us to work for you. Whichever the talent that you've given us is, help us to put it at your service. And remind us, please, that whatever we do in the Lord will not be in vain. We may not know the results in this life, but for sure, when the time of the final reward comes at your second coming, we will find out what the results were. So please, Father, be with us and with our listeners that we may be able to live for Christ. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, folks, it does. Look, thank you so much for that, Ricardo. It looks like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary, uh, Ricardo Schaefer, and uh, Andrew Leyland on Drive Time Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when I'll be sharing with Pastor Don Felberg. Uh, we'll be looking at the place of prayer or communication in having a dynamic relationship. Really look forward to being with you then. But until then, please remember Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart and the peace I give. Isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.